The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. The fallout and the debate, well, it continues following that CBC report that revealed secretly recorded government discussions, about 20 of them, on what measures to take to curb the spread of COVID-19. That report outlined what appeared to be disagreements between politicians and Chief Medical Officer of Health, Dr. Dina Hinshaw. Now, according to the report, the recording showed Premier Kenny, Health Minister Tyler Shandro, and other cabinet ministers overruling experts' advice, pushing an economic relaunch strategy instead of prioritizing protecting public health and safety. Dr. Hinshaw said in her news conference yesterday that whomever leaked the information committed a personal betrayal. I am profoundly disappointed that confidential internal conversations have been shared, actions that are a violation of the public service oath and code of conduct. This is a personal betrayal and a betrayal of the trust that our hardworking team has placed in each other. For months, I have worked alongside a team that has been dedicated to supporting Albertans in responding to COVID-19. The team has been committed to providing evidence to inform policy decisions. They have spent time away from their families to do this work and provide their best advice. They have given their all and they continue to do so. I am profoundly grateful for the commitment of this team and today I have reminded them of my gratitude and commitment to their work. Almost every day of the week we discuss how to improve the pandemic response and to debate a variety of ideas about how we can do better. The comments as reported are taken out of context, separated from the many other discussions that would have occurred in the days before and after as part of ongoing discussions to ensure that my advice to the Premier and to the Minister of Health is grounded in evidence and considers every facet of potential discussions with elected leaders. This process has been violated. These meetings should be a safe space where public servants have candid and ongoing conversations and debates. This safety and trust are now broken. So as you heard, Dr. Hinshaw saying the story reflects a distorted slice of months of debate that includes healthy disagreements. There has been mounting pressure for Dr. Hinshaw and the health minister and the premier to reveal the recommendations that had been made to cabinet. But both say, well, Dr. Hinshaw and the minister say it's not going to happen. The uh, recommendations that I make are a part of a process, which is that the uh, individuals who are employed by the public service, and I am one of them, provide our, our best recommendations to those elected officials who then make the ultimate decision. Um, and the uh, process by which that, that goes forward um, is protected by the legislation that, that talks about um, the ability to provide that, that advice in confidence. And so we follow our oath again as uh, those people who are in the public service and we follow that process. And again, I'm very disappointed that someone has violated that oath today. Uh, but at the same time, the vast majority of my team follow that, that code and respect it. And I'll turn it over to Minister. Uh, thanks, James. Uh, yeah, it's a simple answer that uh, I cannot and will not be breaching cabinet confidences. I've taken an oath and I will not be breaching that oath. All right, Chadville, want to know what you think. Do you want to know what those recommendations are? 
or do you think, hey, you know what, uh, you know, she's in that role. Uh, we elected uh, those folks to make those decisions for us. Let me know at 780-496-0063. I want to dive into this this afternoon with Jason Leader, who is president of Enterprise Canada. Jason is also the former executive director of the Conservative Resource Group, reporting to uh, Prime Minister Stephen Harper, uh, then uh, Prime Minister Stephen Harper, and providing research, marketing, and communications tools to the Conservative Caucus. He's also held leading strategy roles in federal and provincial election campaigns and held senior roles in former Ontario Premier Mike Harris's office. Jason, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. All right. All right. So first off, when you, when you hear all of that, when you hear about what happened and that leak of those, uh, those, those recordings, what immediately goes through your mind about what has happened and the situation it has put everybody in? Yeah, it's like a root canal. It's it's really hard to listen to. You know, the uh, Dr. Hinshaw. I mean, she's been. You know, I mean, l- let's face it. She's had the year from hell, right? She's in a mm-hmm. very difficult position. She's she's sort of held up the pandemic response of a of a very important province and a huge province and a complicated province for months and months and months. She's been doing her best. Uh, and our political leaders, by the way, on all sides. Again, I'm a conservative, as you know, but the yeah. truth is, our political leaders on all sides. You know, whether that's Premier Oregon in BC. Premier Kenny there, Premier Ford here in Ontario, or uh, or, or or Mr. Trudeau, they're they're all doing their best. And so watching these sort of like the, you know these disagreements laid bare. And the truth is, I've been involved in a lot of cabinet meetings, a lot of very difficult uh, issues, and there's always disagreements. And and so you know the only way that you know depending on you know the question is, do we want to take a political bent to this or a civics bent? The truth is, on the civic side, politicians and and civil servants primarily, they have to be able to be able to give that advice and confidence otherwise they don't do it after that uh-huh. you know they did they really they get they, they lose their confidence and so that's the, the difficulty here moving forward i think yeah jason i wanted to ask you about that i mean you've been i would love to be a fly in the wall on in a lot of these meetings uh, you have been in in some of those i mean i suspect um you know that they they can get very heated there are differing opinions obviously and um dr hinshaw has said all along it is her job and her role to provide recommendations and she provides that to the elected officials who then make the decisions that's why they are elected do you agree with what she says there? I don't know how you can disagree. It's literally our system of government. Now, how you have that relationship, how you organize that relationship between you and 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 and, and the civil service, those are different leaders do that different different ways. But I'll give you an example, right? Like so, so you know, let's say let's say we're in a war, which we are here, right? And the general mm-hmm. uh, is saying to the to the to the leader, you know, the commander in chief, whatever you want to call him or her, um, you know, I think we should attack here. And and the general and and at some point, the commander in chief has to say, I I think we got to go this way, you know, kind of. Thing. And and so there, it does happen, and 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 I think the the sort of a false debate. It's like there's like this false debate happening right now, which is do we listen to public health experts or do we listen to politicians? And the truth is, if that's the debate we have, we lose because they have to work very very closely together um, in order to be successful. We're, and truthfully. We're going through a really tough time, especially in Alberta, I think, right now, and a couple of other provinces, Manitoba, for example, are having a really difficult time with COVID. But the truth is the pandemic response has been, I think, above average, well above average in Canada um, compared to other Jason, places in the world, especially Jason. those south of the border. Yeah. I think I think some of the concern is is that that some people are are worried that um, you know uh, the premier and and the UCP government here is is beholden to I- ideology uh, instead of you know what's best for public health. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I understand that that's the, the sort of the allegation. I would say that um, the, you know, in terms of public health, to pretend, like I've been in those rooms, to pretend that the public health advice that comes to you or the advice that comes to your, from your officials is homogeneous is, 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 is it's just a lie. It, it, the truth is, um, and in this particular case, and in cases like this, I'll tell you, the premier's standing there, and he or she in this in has got a million different points of view in front of them. Now, in this case, do you listen to Dr. Hinshaw on an 80%, 90%, or 100%? Like, it's one of the, you know, it's somewhere in the nearly all the time, but not always all the time. And I think... I think it's legitimate to understand where a government's, you know, uh, sort of biases are. And then certainly this government is, is biased towards trying to keep the economy open mm-hmm. while it balances this, this thing. There's no doubt about that. I, just, I think they've been saying so. That's not a secret. I mean, that's not a whistleblower sort of uh, revelation. But I will say um, public health isn't always right. Um, and different public health people give you different pieces of advice. And being the premier is very difficult because you got to sort through that some of that stuff. Uh, Jason Leader joining me this afternoon, the president of Enterprise Canada. You know, do you believe? Do you believe that the public has a right to know what those recommendations are? In real time, no, because that dissuades people from making them, and then and then the the debates that happen internally, um, you know, they become public, which is basically they become a show. Then people make recommendations in order to protect protect and cover their own ass, frankly, then then make good good policy. So in real time, no. In in the in the sort of as time goes on and as we look back and as we look back at our pandemic response and say, should we have done this? Should we have done that? Of course I do. I think that's, I think it's reasonable to think like, for example, right now, Dr. Tam uh, mm-hmm. didn't recommend masks in, in March and April. Now, right. I, that was the wrong recommendation. Looking back, I think, you know, I didn't want to, I, I don't need to see the cabinet debate on whether or not she should have been recommending that, but I do know that it was a mistake. And, and so, you know, I think you look back, but in real time, you've got to allow people to be able to disagree behind closed doors and then come out and tell you what they've decided. You know, I was talking to some folks today and said, no, you know what? They should. The public should know those recommendations. And then the premier then has, you know, his right and privilege to get up and explain why he did or did not choose something. Um, what do you say to that? Yeah, I mean, if, 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 if this were something that um, I think it's a good, I think a good point, a good question. So the the. If the premier, if the, if the medical chief medical officer of health, if Dr. Hinshaw really felt like she wasn't being listened to, which is the prime mm-hmm. allegation here, right? Like that's the yeah. that's the allegation that public health people are making is that her advice isn't being listened to. She has a responsibility to resign, number one, and say I can't do this anymore. And she has a responsibility to probably to the public to tell people um, that they're not listening to my advice. I listened to very, Dr. Hinshaw very closely over the last couple of days. I listened to not only the interview that you talked to, but other things that she said. It seems to me that that's not what she's saying at all. And so I don't know who to believe other than Dr. Hinshaw. Like, if the question is, and, and today, today, Mr. Kenny's government out there is, I think it's got some pretty draconian measures they've announced today. Basically a ban on indoor private gatherings, correct? Mm, yeah, yesterday, on uh, Tuesday, yeah. yeah. I don't think that was Jason Kenny's idea. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I yeah. think I'm, you know, yeah. I, I think that's probably not something that him and Tyler Shand. <laughs> so, so, you know, I don't know what, 
I don't know where the you know, fault lines are here, but I think probably that was a public health recommendation. It, Jason, I want to talk to you about you know these oaths. We keep hearing about the oath of public office in this in this code of conduct. Now, when I did some research today, the one in Ontario actually looks pretty specific. Um, I'm trying to find it. It actually says that I will not disclose or give to any person any information or document that comes to my knowledge or possession by any reason of my uh, being a public servant. There's that one. The one in Ontario, I'm sorry, the one in Alberta seems a little bit more uh, looser than that. But is yeah. tell us about that code that public servants um technically are supposed to follow yeah it's a great i I love the i love that you're diving into this because i think it again we're back to the civics lesson right so why does government work ask yourself that question right well how does government work and why does it work well there's a bunch of professional officials who give advice up the chain there's a bunch of people who assimilate that advice or sort of uh, you know judge it and analyze it and then make decisions those are politicians the reason it works is because advisors are are free to give whatever advice even if it's risky even if it's crazy even if it's something that is that is you know sort of maybe not going to work they're accountable for that and the politicians are accountable to make the decisions and they're the ones whose jobs are on the line so you know if if the rapid testing you know pilot doesn't work while the director of map rapid testing doesn't get fired, Tyler Shandro is responsible. That's the way our system of government works is you get to give advice up the chain. I get to decide. And guess what? Um, when there's consequences to be paid, I usually pay them. And when there's, and when there's you know, benefits to reap, we usually bear them as well. So our system of government and, and the reason it works is because, is because officials have to be sort of, they have to know that they're able to give the, that information and, make mistakes frankly so the people who are most angry by the way about this leak a lot of them are former civil servants because it puts them at risk all right so we're talking about this the 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 fallout that continues from that cbc report uh, that was uh, made public yesterday that revealed a secretly recorded government discussions about 20 of them on what measures to take to curb the spread of covid 19 it outlined what appeared to be disagreements between uh, politicians and the chief medical officer of health jason leader is the president of enterprise canada he has had a a long history working uh, with different conservative governments and uh, as i mentioned now the president of Enterprise Canada. Interesting question coming in, Jason, from one of my listeners. In a situation in a public health uh, emergency, would the chief medical officer of health in the province have any power to overrule a decision by the government? Yeah, it's a great question. I'd have to look at the provincial legislation out there. But generally, generally, um, they have wide and broad powers to make orders that are uh, that are outside sort of cabinets, uh, you know, uh, sort of solid or cabinets uh, decision making. Um, So they have wide powers and a lot wider powers than most civil servants, frankly. Now, in practice, they try to work in, in close concert with 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 the government because you can't really be effective on a public health perspective without municipalities, provincial government, and frankly, federal governments uh, working together. So the answer is sorta, right? Like they overruling a government, not really, not in the long term, because they can be replaced pretty simply, pretty simply by a government if you really want to get down to the civics of it. But the truth is. Yes, they have very broad powers, uh, but in practice, they, they don't operate at odds because that's a that's a sort of a sucker bet and bad for the public you know, over, over the long term. Do you think this civil servant, this this employee who uh, leaked this information, leaked anything that um, is is 
is dangerous is of, of huge, in your opinion, huge concern? Or, or from what you're hearing, is it just simply what is happening inside of these meetings, which happens in governments across the country? Yeah, that's a, that, I, I think that's a really smart way to characterize this one way or another, by the way, because because whistleblowers um, should be protected generally. Um, mm-hmm. The whistleblowing is usually about a specific instance of a government or an op- you know an operation who has done something wrong and who is covering it up. You know, generally that's what whistleblowing is is all about. The whistleblowing here, like if you want, I'm putting that in quotation marks, is mm-hmm. there's disagreements between public health officials at times and and governments, and they're being overruled. Uh, you know, and so I will say. This particular case, I don't think there's anything dangerous in this. There wasn't secret information. There really wasn't, um, you know, sort of uh, information that could have been terrifying to people or, you know, impacted one community worse or better. Like there wasn't business information leaked, any of those kinds of things. So this isn't a whistleblower in traditional sense. This is this is somebody sort of trying to say, here's the process that's happening that I disagree with. I assume that's the message mm-hmm. they wanted to send. Yeah, and it's interesting, uh, you know, there is, uh, you know, and, and you can find it on the Alberta government website, the, the Public Interest Disclosure Whistleblower Protection Act, and you can go through it and read the, the full outline on it. What do you think should happen to um, to the person that um, leaked this information? Are they going to be out of a job? A lot of people are saying if they're found out, obviously they should be. And number two, I mean, some people really uh, ticked off the media as well uh, about this, in, in particular the CBC for, for documenting this in the first place. Uh, so this is a tough one, right? Because I'm, I'm actually, you know, like I know the caricature again amongst, you know, all conservatives, they hate the media, they hate this, they, you know, like I'm not going to go down the lines on this one. So first of all, I think the CBC, they had a legitimate story. Somebody gave them a story that was legitimate, and they probably just, you know, you got to go out and, and, and report it. That's that's just the way it is. That's how journalism works. It's fine. Um, the 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 actual um, uh, whistleblower quote leaker, uh, they did a great disservice. Like you you heard what Dr. Hinshaw said, right? Mm-hmm. Like Dr. Hinshaw's not a not a like she was speaking from the heart there, saying you've really hurt me. You've really hurt our group you've really hurt our ability to respond and so i don't think that person really got the response that they were hoping for i think they they hoped that they would be a big hero and i'm sure amongst some places whether that's university campuses or you know sort of ndp meetings over the weekend they're going to be a hero for sure but the truth is they did hurt the, the pandemic response because even if you don't like mr kenny and i know that there's albertans who don't um and and you know you you it weakens the team and it weakens the response and that's the truth and i i don't think this kind of you know frankly garden variety disagreement between civil service and politician over a couple of issues really rose to the level of you know you put that at risk so that's why i think it's such a big mistake and jason leader joining me this afternoon fascinating conversation jason thanks for your time i look forward to when we get to uh chew on another story down the line <laughs> you got thank it. you for this Thanks yeah, you betcha. All right, have Thanks. a good Bye-bye. weekend. Jason Leader checking in this afternoon.